This Kendra is where they make their mark. This is the time where you've got to turn the table. You've got to take advantage and ride this wave in this momentum. Look out! Hello there and welcome to the Behind the Loon podcast. Callum Williams, as always, joined by my broadcasting partner in crime, Kendra D. St. Aubin. And today, Kendra, we're joined by a New Zealand international, an individual who I know cannot wait to get back onto the football field. He's even, at one stage, plied his trade against Cristiano Ronaldo. He's that decent. <laughs> uh, joining us on the podcast today is Michael Boxall. Boxy, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Carl. How are you? Uh, good. Um, much better now that we are um, of the opinion that there's going to be live football and competitive football within our grasp. Before we get to that, Boxy, I've got to mm-hmm. ask you, obviously the world has changed since we, we last really spoke to you a couple of months ago. During yep. the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, how has life been for you? Um, actually, just now that you bring it up, it's like crazy that we had, we've already recorded a podcast. It doesn't seem like we did it this year. Seems like eons ago, but um, no, yes, it's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy time since. Um, looking forward to some sort of normality to resume, but um, glad we're on the the other side, hopefully of of COVID nineteen and cer- certainly lockdown um, and certainly Minnesota winter. So, yeah, happy to be moving forward for sure. And. Um... We, we can't go on without uh, giving you uh, some congratulations as well, because I believe baby number two is on the way as well, right? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, no, we're excited. Max has finally come around to it. She's excited to be having a little baby brother. So, um, I mean, if, I'll, if my home wasn't hectic enough, it's, it's going to get even more so. So, no, we're all excited and um, my wife is, is doing great and looking beautiful through, through pregnancy. Wonderful. Well, uh, congratulations from all of us at Minnesota United. Um, Thank you. Let's uh, move on to a subject that uh, undoubtedly is uncomfortable, and it's okay that it's uncomfortable. I think it's it's a time in history, at least I hope it's a time in history, when things are about to change, and the the Black Lives Matter movement will will hopefully have played a humongous part in that. Um, Mm -hmm. Boxy, I've said before, I can't I can't believe. These conversations should, should never have had to have been had anyway. But the fact we're having these conversations in the year 2020, that mm-hmm. someone is judged by the color of their skin, I think is absolutely atrocious. Um, how have you been through the whole thing? I'm on the same page as you. And obviously, you've seen these things happen in the past. And then, I mean, like the media does, you kind of move on and move on to something else. But then when something happens in Minneapolis, it's... When it hits that close to home, it um, makes it seem even more real, I guess, for me and you. When it isn't your your day to day experience, and then when, and then and since then, when you've heard, I've heard like my teammates' stories and heard their experiences. You're like, honestly, it's it really is heartbreaking. And um, as you say, I hope, truly, truly hope this is like a spark for change. And um, because I mean. It's unfathomable for me to to think that that this happens, that it ever happened, but in this day and age. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm almost lost for words. But it's yeah, I don't don't know where 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 to go from here. Yeah. Well, and for you personally, just kind of right outside the doorstep, 
um, mm-hmm. of where you live, a lot of this was going on in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. What in the soccer community do you think has maybe that you've seen over the last few weeks been a resonating image for you, whether it's a positive one, a time for change, something that you've seen in the international world of football as, as they've returned? Is there one mm-hmm. sort of image that sparks something in your mind that you, that you think of? I don't think there's been one individual thing. I think when you see the collective response, um, I know the, there was a Black Lives Matter march in my hometown, Auckland, which um, that was that was heartwarming to see. And I think you could pick any major city around the world that has a um, that has really stepped up and really put their voice on this and really want to um, stamp down on racism. And I, actually, I even saw a picture of I think someone had done a mural in Syria of George Floyd, and I was like. The fact that someone in there is like hit by this and can have empathy for a country that has like bombed them is like, I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, so I think that's one of the more heartwarming things I've seen. Um, but then obviously it's been what three weeks now, and it can't just be like a be like a trend or we can't let it become one of the. Um, previous previous murders where okay we just sit back and wait for the next one I think really something has to be done and I mean I'm at a loss for what 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 it is that we do do um so I've just been yeah a lot of learning still so far to go um just yeah listening to my teammates experiences and I don't know just trying to trying to figure out where where we go from here simple isn't it black lives matter Mm. Period. Absolutely. End of conversation. Mm-hmm. No debate. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to, to something that's uh, also very close to our hearts, and that is uh, the game that we love and the game that you play, Boxy, which is football. And, and we are now mm-hmm. going to have some uh, competitive football around the corner. Finally, it was confirmed by Major League Soccer last week that the tournaments uh, that will be happening down in, in Orlando uh, will be going ahead. Um, your generic reaction to this and how much are you looking forward to getting back on the field? Um, excited. I think, yeah, for the past three, four months, just the, the general training, staying fit with no like real purpose to it. You're like, you're almost wondering what you're doing it for. So for when, okay, July 8th, we're playing the July, 8th? July 11th. One of the, anyways, beginning of July, we're going to be in Orlando playing games. It's like, okay, we've got a purpose to our training now. So the last week or so of training, there's been a bit, a bit more zip been a bit more life about training, uh, bit more competitive, some arguments already, which is cool to see the the, the competitive side is still there within everyone. And um, yeah, obviously we had our first we've had our first couple of days of full contact training, which has that's been that's been so good to be back on the grass doing things we're we're used to doing um, with with our teammates. Has there been anybody that's come back in in better shape than you assumed? Uh, no, no one's been. I don't think no one's been in spectacular form like uh, like everyone has said, like Ronaldo did when he went back to Juventus. I think, I mean, knowing how knowing and seeing how hard my teammates worked in the uh, preseason and uh, and last season as well, it's. I mean, everyone looks like like if we were to, if we were had to be, to play a game this weekend, I feel like we we do we do pretty well. So, which is kind of what I expect of of this team. 
Well, I think that's kind of the crazy thing is you guys talked about the amazing preseason that you had. Some of you guys are the best mm. shape in your lives and you're kind of starting over from scratch. But that's the beauty of it. You have this team and this group that holds each other and themselves accountable. What mm. did you think of the actual idea of the tournament when it came about, the draw happening? Did you feel like it was going to take this on coming to fruition? I mean, how was that emotions as you're kind of going through waiting for this to really become a, a solid thing? Yeah, obviously we've heard whispers about it since like April, May. There's been lots of different ideas thrown out, um, and yeah, this was this was one of the more peculiar ones for sure. Um, I wasn't too sure that this was actually going to happen, but then, um, I mean, there's been absolutely nothing normal about 2020, so um, why not this tournament on Orlando? So, no, I think it'll be a great thing. I think, I mean, I've been having a few conversations with a lot of people in the Minnesota United community and so many people are missing games. So I'm missing being at Allianz and obviously we can't have that just yet, but I think this is the the very next best thing where we can have some live football. So the group was drawn last week, Minnesota in the same group as Rail Salt Lake, sporting Kansas City and Colorado Rapids. What did you make of the initial draw boxing? I mean, it is what it is. I I'm pretty much knew we weren't going to get any of the two teams that we'd played already in the season. Obviously, you'd like to have had, if we were to be able to resume games um, after this tournament in September, October, you would have liked to have had those at Kansas City at home or away because those are the, the big games with the big crowds that you really enjoy. Um, but obviously, Kansas were flying at the, at the beginning of the year. So it's kind of cool to have them and because you like to measure yourself against against the best and at the moment they're, they're up there with us. So we'd like to to see if they've still, still got that um, March form. Doesn't really get um, any more difficult than going up against a centre-forward that scored goals for fun in Liga MX last season in Alan Polito, who started the season mm-hmm. very well indeed. And also on the other end with the Rapids, Kai Kamara as well. How do you begin to prepare for that challenge? Do they have as many goals as Ike? It's about, it's about the same, isn't it? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, obviously, the way this league has gone the last few years, every year you see some some big-name players and obviously some class players come into this league. And um, I think Sporting Kansas City, they, they've they got they've been very good with their scouting in recent years. And I think he's one of the great pickups. And also they have like a number 10 or like an attacking midfielder. Um, that they brought him from Israel or something. He he looks like a very tidy player. Um, so yeah, they've they've recruited well. They also managed to recruit a Kiwi who I think he's actually his loan spell ended um, unfortunately without playing a game due to due to what's happened this year. But um, no, they always seem to bring in some quality players in addition to what they already have. Um, obviously, Russell's always a handful there. Um, I mean, you know their players a lot more than I do, Cal. You. Used to watch them regularly, um, but no, I think when that challenge arises, we've we've got so much class in our team too that we're we're more than capable. What do you make of the actual format of the tournament? In the sense that you know you could have a team that maybe on paper didn't start the season off well, but they could come in and light it on fire because of the group stage and the way the format works, and they could end up winning the thing. Or you could have a team that's normally top of the class not come in in, mm-hmm. in form I mean it's kind of like a harken back to your youth days with the tournament aspect of it right from the get-go mm-hmm. how much chatter is there amongst the team and amongst the league right now the players of just what what the, the feel will kind of be with that um, obviously with 
you've only played, what, three games in the group stage. So literally every single game, there's going to be so much on the line. Um, and yeah, as you say, like, you feel like any, there is a good chance that any team can can make it to the semifinals, make it to the finals. Because in this league, you see at, throughout the season, every single team has a period of like three, four weeks where they are like the best team in the league. Like, and they're just unstoppable where they go on like a four or five game winning streak. Like every single team in this league has has those sorts of runs. So, um, I mean, if you time it right for July, August, then you're, you're walking away with it with a trophy. <laughs> As it stands, we're recording this on June 18th, and I say that because there are several things that could change before the mm. tournament starts. As it stands, and as we understand, right now there's going to be about over a million dollars in prize money, plus a Champions League spot to win. How important was the incentive behind the tournament, obviously, from a motivational point of view? Because I know Ethan Finley had said something several weeks ago prior to, to all these details coming out, and he'd said... Yeah we want to play a tournament as long as it's meaningful. Yeah. I think for some players, that's, that's what they need to motivate themselves. But I, I mean, put me on, put me on a pitch anywhere. I'm, I'm going to give my all. I think, uh, I just want to win. I think, yeah, training yesterday, we just had a, like a 10 v 10, um, box to box game. And I mean, I'm doing all we can to win that game. So it's just a, a training match in the middle of the week in Blaine, Minnesota that I'm, yeah, just have bragging rights over my teammates, and that's what you want over other teams in the league. So, I mean, money's good too, but um, yeah, winning winnings a lot more than that. How um, how quickly uh, do you and the rest of your teammates expect to get that football sharpness back? Because it's all good doing the workouts at home, boxing, mm-hmm. but you know better than anybody, the sharpness takes its time to return and recover. Oh, for sure. I I think I joked with somebody like the other week I was like yeah if this tournament was made up of five kilometer runs I'd be very very good at this stage um so it's yeah it's going to take a bit of time for that for that sharpness to come um and that was probably a bit evident yesterday when we're doing our, our full full team scrimmage at training um but I mean with the way Adrian goes about planning our training sessions and the work that we're going to be doing the next few days um, or the next three, four weeks, getting ready for this, for this tournament where we're going to be ready. Um, I think we're already, I think we're going to be playing another game at, at the stadium this Saturday. Um, so no, we're, whether it's going to be next week or the week after, we're going to be ready to play games for sure. How important is the depth going to be of this squad with the tournament format, the amount of games in a shorter period of time and, and what you guys are going to kind of be up against? I mean, everyone's been talking about this roster this season and the depth. How important is that going to come into play? I think it's, yeah, it's going to be massive. And although the, I say we're going to be ready, like the preparation preparation isn't ideal. I'm not going to get as many games in before that first game. So but even like looking back to when we had the preseason games in Portland, um, like all both 11s that we put out against good teams um, up in Portland did so well. So I'm like, yeah, to have that amount of depth and that comfort where the, no matter who it is steps out of the, that first 11, we've got three, four guys that can step in and honestly like so capable of, of helping us um, advance in this tournament might be a little early to ask you this question, Boxy, but given the situation 
and knowing the scenario that you and the rest of the players and the whole team are going to be in in Orlando, mm. what has the emphasis been on in training when you've had the opportunity to actually get out onto the field with your teammates? Um, well, yesterday was the first day and that was just more getting the body used to um, covering the ground, doing short, sharp, explosive movements, just normal football stuff. I think in the previous weeks where we haven't been allowed that contact, uh, contact, we've been, that's when we do like the shape stuff. That's when we've been allowed to do the technical and tactical stuff that um, puts, us in, puts us in good stead. But obviously, if you're not in good physical shape, then all that kind of stuff goes out, goes out the window. So, um, yeah, the tactical stuff is kind of stuff that's, I mean, for a lot of the experienced guys, it's almost second nature. Um, so I think it's just, yeah, we're going to have to have a lot of uh, inter-squad scrimmages to get that sharpness back, and then we should be ready to fly when we're down in Orlando. You just brought up a really good point about the more experienced guys, and you talked about the technical technical, but I mean, such a second nature to some. Well, what about for the rookies or the guys that just came into Adrian's system? You've had that mm-hmm. four or five weeks of preseason, and now they've had this break and they've had to get back into it. You can only watch so much film when you guys are sitting at home and not being able to train together. How much mm-hmm. have you had to kind of help bring, bring them along and bring them back up to speed with the system, the, the formation, the philosophy that Adrian has? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that first six weeks that we had down in Florida and in um, Portland, like they all soaked it up so quick. Like we, like the coaching staff didn't sign like dummies who need three, four, five months playing and schooling and babying to to play into the system. I think um, like Moose has played at high, um, played like quality football in this country for a long time. Um, Noah Billingsley as well. He's he's so adaptable and he's so athletic that even if he does um, make one or two like positional mistakes, he can make up for it, which, I mean, that's always going to happen when you're young and um, early in your career. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm old and I, I still make the mistake. So wait a minute, um, wait a minute. You just picked the other, it. you just picked the other two New Zealand guys and you're going to pump them up. <laughs> Was that intentional? I have to. I have to. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're my boys. They're my boys. So I have to, I have to look after them. Um, or do you want me to go through through everyone on the on the roster? And <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny that you picked the two Kiwis. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was just the the two guys who I was chatting with the most with their training today. Um, but no, we've yeah, we've everyone has kind of soaked in everything so quickly in those first few weeks that it's kind of the last couple of weeks have just been like refreshes and. Um, the next few weeks leading into Orlando are just going to be the same thing, just sharpening up things that um, we kind of got locked down before lockdown happened. Been a lot of people saying, Boxy, a lot of professional footballers across the world that have been saying it's strange, it's unusual to play in an empty stadium. We're not really mm-hmm. even sure with this Orlando tournament if there's even going to be games inside a stadium at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But surely, and no doubt there will be an element of it being unusual, but Surely it's just back to football and playing a game on the field, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think like the pre-match stuff will be will feel a little bit weird, but then I think as I said before, it's like once that whistle blows, it's all about what happens in between the lines. And I mean, as loud as some stadiums get, when you're in the zone and playing games, you kind of block all that out, anyways. Um, 
So, I mean, for me, watching some of the, like the Bundesliga and the Premier League last night on TV, it was, I think for viewers and fans, it is very, very strange to, to see the stands empty. Um, but I think if you're inside the lines, it's, it may even help you. I mean, there's times when um, the crowd like blocks out what some of your teammates are saying. So, um, I mean, ideally we'd love fans to be there, but I mean, it's just, it is what it is at the moment. And I think we can, we can do that for, for three, four, five games or whatever, how long it's going to be. And just finally, Boxy, with the Orlando tournament now confirmed, mm-hmm. what excites you the most? The thing I miss most is like that, the feeling we had after our first two games at the beginning of the year, when all that hard work and the final whistle blows and you, you're taking home the three points. Um, and then, I mean, after the game, you, you celebrate with your teammates. I think that's the thing I've been missing these last few months, just the the shenanigans that happens in and around training, um, the jokes that fly around, the the locker room trash talk and all that. I think that's what I've been missing the most. So I think once we get back into that, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing I've been really missing. Well, Boxy, uh, thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to you at home for listening as well. Uh, for more on the latest as Minnesota United head down to Orlando for the Disney tournament, keep it right here on MNUFC.com. While team sports may be sidelined right now, team spirit is going strong. Alina Health and Minnesota United have teamed up to support the frontline caregivers at Alina Health. Learn how you can help by visiting alinahealth.org forward slash caring for caregivers.